welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff. Thank you so much for joining me here today. This podcast is dedicated to sharing stories from the heart so that you know that you are never alone. We are all in this together and we can do so much more when we come together, which is why this is not only a podcast, but there is also a corresponding community space. I would love to meet you over there. You can learn more about it in the show notes below or also on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. All right, now let's jump in to this week's episode. This week, I wanted to talk about the seasonality of life because it really is cyclical. It ebbs and flows in so many different ways. And there's a season for everything, each phase giving way to the next and setting us up for what we might need, even if we don't even really truly realize it in the moment. And you can see this in many different ways. If you even just look at nature and the way that works, moon, it has, the moon has so many phases, you know, and if you follow the full moon to the new moon, there's a lot of different energy that goes into that. And it's beautiful to follow and to set your intentions and to release during those particular moon phases. There's also the sun. It rises and sets every single day. It's one thing we can absolutely count on is knowing that it will rise and set again. And then there are the four seasons. And here in North Jersey, we feel them all. From summer to spring and fall and winter, it changes around here. You can see the changes in the trees as they grow greener and greener during the spring and summer months. And then in fall, the leaves start to change these beautiful, amazing, brilliant colors. And then as winter comes, they fall. And it's amazing. And you can feel it in the air when things start to shift and change. But even if you look outside of nature, there's also, as women, our own internal, you know, season and phase of our menstrual cycle that comes every single month. And so many times, I don't know about you, but so many times I feel like I rush through the different phases that I don't notice them or honor them in the way that I should be. And there are cycles. For everything, if you think about it, changing jobs, if you have kids and they're going from diapers to being potty trained or heading off to college, starting or ending something, whether it be big or small, is a huge cycle. And for me, when I look back on 2020, it was a time in my life that I never expected or anticipated. I thought things were going to continue the way that they were. And I knew how to navigate those different cycles and rhythms the way that they were. When something ended or started, or even the changing of the seasons and what to expect during those moments where in the spring and summertime, I would be outside more and doing more things like that. And in the winter, more hunkering 
down, cozying under big blankets. But 2020 threw me a curveball. And with that curveball getting thrown at me, it opened my eyes to slowing down and appreciating these different cycles and these different rhythms and the way that life is in constant movement. And we have to move with it because if we don't, I don't even know what happens, right? We just have to kind of move through those. And in 2020, what changed for me drastically was that I was now working from home, not having to commute every day, 45 minutes sitting in traffic to get to work, being able to shift how that morning routine looked for me rather than the annoyance of the alarm going off and groggily rushing out of bed to make sure that I showered and had my lunch and had everything I needed before I ran out the door to head to work. It also shifted the way that I led Girl Scouts. That was a huge change for me where I was used to, again, doing that in person, being able to be more hands-on with the girls and have all the supplies and everything ready. And now we're on Zoom. And what can you do on that platform? And how can you keep it engaging? And so it was a complete different shift. I also began teaching online, writing in our journaling classes. And it was a complete change of anything that I dreamed or thought I would be doing. I've been wanting to teach for the longest time. I just felt like I didn't have the time or the brain space or ability to even do it. But now not having to have that commute each way, feeling like I had a little bit more time and energy, I was able to do it and do it in a way that looked nothing like what I expected that it would ever look like. And that being online with everyone. And it's interesting because when these shifts happen in our lives, when the seasons change, we can be faced with resistance to it and put up a wall because we don't want that change to occur. We knew what the old thing felt like, right? And we knew even if it wasn't something that we were totally really excited about, we knew what it felt like. We knew how to handle it. We knew what to expect. But now, once that curveball gets thrown at you, it's a whole new world and you have to learn how to navigate it. You have to find a new way of doing things, which is why change is so hard. And it's uncomfortable. And it's why we do want to resist it because we know the old way, but now how do we navigate this new way? Even if it is a change that we wanted to happen, it is still something that we might resist because of it being so uncomfortable. When I had lost my job and I was searching for one for the longest time, I had finally found one. And this was what I was looking for, right? To find a job that I can go to and to not have to no longer stress. But Showing up that first day, that first week, those first few months, it was really uncomfortable and hard. 
because it was something that I didn't know. And I had to learn all facets of it. I had to learn not only the job itself, but the little tiny things like, where do I park? How do I get into the building? Where do I go for lunch? How do I work with these new people that I'm meeting for the first time? And how are our personalities mesh together? Will it work out? So many questions, right? So much uncertainty that it's a struggle inside because you're not truly comfortable yet. Same thing teaching online. I've wanted to teach for so long. But now when it was faced with, oh, yes, you do have the chance and the opportunity to do this. It doesn't look like what you might have thought it would. But man, you can jump in and go for it. Oh, pretty uncomfortable in the beginning. Pretty unsure of what I was doing, what it would look like. But know what? We just show up, right? We keep putting one foot in front of the other and we find our way to the other side. Sometimes we're not in full resistance of it. Sometimes this change is something that we are ready and gung-ho to embrace. And if you are ever in that moment, oh my goodness, hold on to that amazing feeling because it doesn't happen often. It really is something that can be a tough struggle to navigate through. But we can embrace it because we know that we're prepared for it. We know that deep inside you, really deep inside you, you have the tools. And you might be thinking, uh, no, I don't. But think about it. Everything you've done so far in your life has prepared you for wherever you're going next. And absolutely, when you are in the moment and in the throes of it, it 100% doesn't feel that way, right? You feel totally unprepared, totally not in balance with what's happening, unsure, doubting yourself. Yes, I know we can all relate to these feelings and these thoughts because we all feel them. But there are these tools that we pull from inside without even knowing that we are doing it. It just becomes this natural instinct and reaction of what we're doing. And so know that you can lean on that. And then once you've passed that hump and you've made it through whatever it is you've gone through, you can see it. We always see better looking back, right? Than we do looking forward. Because it's then we can actually appreciate what we've gone through, what we've done, what we've overcome. It's amazing. And I think about my breakup with Dustin. And now we have been together for 10 years, I think. Not so good with time. So I'm going to say 10. And during our time together, we broke up. It was heartbreaking and devastating. And of course, I thought my world was just crumbling down in front of me. It was something we both felt. We were in this space with each other where it was just off. We weren't connecting. We weren't communicating. We were distant. We needed space. And we both knew it, but we also didn't want it, if that makes any sense at all. I'm not even sure it made complete sense to us at the time. It was just something we knew we had to do. But we were so sad to do it. 
And this was a brand new phase in my life where I was used to being with him every day. We lived together. And now I was on my own. And I had lived on my own before, so I knew I could do it. I knew I wouldn't crash and crumble, that I could pull myself up, you know, by my bootstraps and figure it out. But it was different. It was hard. And I look back at that moment and see the heartbreak, the devastation. I see, oh, my pathetic sadness, <laughs> right? We all have those moments where you're like, oh, I was so pathetically sad, but rightfully so because I was heartbroken. And I navigated through it. I didn't, in that moment, I can still feel that heartbreak and that pain. And I didn't think in that moment I was going to make it through. And then little by little, step by step, you find your way through. And I found my way back to myself. I found my way to a place where I was stronger than I was before. Because I was leaning into the things that really made me who I was. And I think that is what was missing during that time is we were melding together so much that we forgot who we each were. And you need to hold on to who you are. You need to recognize and appreciate the importance of that because that is what you bring to the table is yourself, is the energy and the radiance that is you. And so navigated through that heartbreak of it and found my way back to myself. And then eventually, over time, Dustin and I found our way back to each other. But it was this shift, this cycle, this new life pattern. And in 2020, looking at it again, there were so many unknowns. There was the moments where we were staying home, wiping down our groceries, not going to any stores. It was beautiful, though, because the world became quiet around us. Sitting in the backyard, actually hearing the birds chirping, seeing and noticing all the nature that was around us, the turkeys that hang out at the end of our block and sleep there in the trees, the constant parade of deer that come through, the frog that's in our little babbling brook that we never realized was there. A snake also living with him. So many things that were right underneath our nose this whole time that we never noticed. We also took many walks around the block and the main street that we walked near completely quiet. So unlike today where cars are now flying past. And so that's also where you do see the seasonality of things. We're in the beginning of that, in the beginning of March, where things were changing and it was the hunkering down, looks so very different than they did later, when things around here started slowly opening up. And we would venture out into the world a little more. In that beginning phase, we didn't spend really any time with family. Everyone was staying in their own little bubbles. And now we are spending more time 
with family. And it feels great to be able to be back together again. And I feel now that there is a new season coming, not only in terms of summer shifting into fall, but a bigger, a bigger change. And I'm very unsure and unclear of what that looks like or what it's going to feel like. But deep in my bones, I can feel there's something coming. There's something unexpected, something different. And I don't know what it is. And I don't know what the next few months are going to look like, the next week even. And I think that's one thing too that this time through COVID has taught me is that you, you really can't plan for the future. We want to, right? We so badly want to and think that things are going to look the way that we want them to look. But in reality, a lot of it is out of our hands. And all we can do is lean into the present moment, be exactly where we are and appreciate that. And live in that rather than living five steps ahead, rather than living two months ahead, thinking, all right, things are what they are now, but they'll be so much better in a week when I'm on vacation. They'll be so much better when I eventually get a new job or when I move out of where I'm living and live somewhere else. Or when I find the perfect partner that meets all my needs. And of course, yes, there's things that we want to strive for, things that we want to dream about and wish for and hope that they become. But we can't allow that to take away from all that is around you right now in this moment. And what might be around you right now in this moment might be struggle and heartache. But there is also little drips of happiness within that struggle and heartache. If you're willing and able to look for it, to seek it out. And I know that I have definitely pushed myself to live five steps ahead and not stay present in the moment. And I have done that in the past many, many times. And I'm trying to be more conscious and aware of that and realize that some of the grand plans that I have made, they're absolutely out of my hands. And I could want them to happen. I could wish for them to happen, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to happen. So then does that mean, will I be okay if they don't? Am I still going to enjoy what I'm cultivating and creating today? In 2020, I was supposed to teach at Lucky Star Art Camp in Texas. And so thrilled and excited for the opportunity. And then the world came to a screeching halt. And like many other things, it was canceled. It was put on hold. Because it wasn't feasible and possible to do it. And now we are looking to do it again. She is going to be hosting it in November, and I'll be teaching there this year. 
But again, the world is in this constant shift and flux and will it really happen? And so there's this interesting thing, right? Where the things that we plan for, the things that we're looking forward to, we want to get excited about them. We want to be able to be in that joyous state. But then there's that other side of us that doesn't want to set ourselves up for disappointment if it doesn't happen. But here's the thing. We don't know what is going to happen. We don't know what the world will look like tomorrow. And so for Lucky Star Art Camp, I am a hundred thousand percent looking forward to it and I'm excited about it and I'm allowing myself to feel that joy, knowing that it might not happen, but still there is that joy and excitement of it could. And I could be there gathered with amazing, wonderful, creative souls and just reveling in that nourishing time of creativity and connection. And I'm not going to allow myself to put up all these walls so that I can't feel the excitement in the moment. Because if I started to block my excitement for what's to come, then I'm also blocking it for what is right in front of me. And I don't want to do that because there's so much goodness right here surrounding me. If I'm willing to stop and pause and look for it. And so, as you think about the seasons of your old life, what you have gone through and looking at those ebbs and those flows and the way that one thing has set you up for the next and knowing that it's going to stay in this constant ebb and flow and you are going to rise and fall and find your way and then also get lost. It is all a part of this discovery of life and a part of finding what is right for you, where you are meant to be and go. And that's why when I say this next season of my life, I really am unsure what that is going to look like and be is because who knows what is going to be around the corner from me. Never in a million years did half of the things that have happened in my life did I ever think would be things that I would be doing. But I just keep stepping forward. I just keep putting one foot in front of the other and following my own intuition. Following what feels right for me. And of course, oh my goodness, that doesn't always happen, right? There are many times where I do things for others, do things because I feel like I should be doing them or I have to be doing them. And there are times when in those moments, it, it doesn't feel right and I still do it, where I totally slip up and make mistakes. That's life. We are not perfect. We are not meant to go through life doing everything as it should be. No, we stumble, we fall, we figure out things along the way. And that's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes life amazing. During this past year, one thing that I have gotten into is really getting closer to the moon phases. And not all of them, but the new moon and the full moon. 
Now, the new moon is for setting your intentions, and it's really about getting clear on what it is you want to cultivate, what you want to create, what you want to bring forth in this world, a feeling, um, actual physical thing, whatever it is, whatever your intentions are for the moment, for the future, being really clear about it. And then the full moon is about releasing, letting go anything that you're holding on, anything that's pulling you back. And there are amazing and beautiful ceremonies that you can do on both of these times. And it happens each month. And it really helps to notice, to slow down, to be in the present moment with time and realize what's going on around you. So each month you have this opportunity to set new intentions. Each month you have this opportunity to get really clear on those intentions. And then you have another opportunity to let go and release and know that all of that worry, that struggle, that mental anguish you might be carrying, you don't need to. You can release it. You can let go of it. And it feels to me as if it's a monthly cleanse, a way to be truly present. And I love on the full moon to write down whatever it is that I want to let go. Write it on a piece of paper and set it on fire. There is nothing more amazing than seeing the struggles that you have with yourself getting burned to bits. And knowing that those pieces you no longer need to carry. Those pieces don't have to be a part of your narrative going forward. That now is a time that you can release them and you can allow someone else to, to carry the burden if you want. Allow it to no longer be your chore. And so that is usually a ceremony that I will do in the full moon. Writing whatever it is I want to release and setting it on fire. And then for the new moon, I love to write down my intentions. What it is I want to feel for that next month. What it is I want to embrace. What it is I want to cultivate. And it has been wonderful to use those pieces, the full moon and the new moon, as touchstones in time as a moment to slow down and pause. And it doesn't mean that you have to take hours upon hours to do something. Just 10 minutes, sitting down and noticing. And so I encourage you to find something that allows you to recognize and appreciate and acknowledge the cycles in your own life. And when something is coming to an ending, Giving yourself space to feel that. We're so quick to push through the endings. We're so quick to sweep under the rug what we might not want to end or not give ourselves enough space to celebrate what we should be celebrating. And so take some time, take a moment to give yourself that space to be okay 
with pausing and noticing and recognizing. Because it's important. It's important for us to not just rush out of one thing and into the next. But allow yourself to see what was. Allow yourself to look at the lessons learned. The ways you have grown. My goodness, if you think how much you have grown. From the moment you came into this world to where you are today. And all the things that got you to be on this amazing, incredible journey, right? So much, so, so much. All right, grab your notebook because it is time for us to put some things down on to the page. We are stepping into a new season. We are stepping into something that's unknown. And so I want you to think about that. I want you to think about what that will feel like for you. And that new season might just even be a brand new day tomorrow. Or it might be starting something huge or ending something. But start with the words in this next season. In this next season. And see what comes up for you. Maybe it will be about letting go of something or inviting something in. Allow whatever bubbles on to the page to land exactly as it does without judgment. And give yourself that space that the page is giving you to speak the truth. Speak from the heart. Oh, thank you so much for joining me here for another episode. I invite you to come over to the Soul Circle community and share what you put down in your notebook. And be a part of our community. Be a part of being together because we need one another so, so much, especially as we navigate and transition through the different seasons of our lives. I will be back again next Sunday with another episode and look forward to chatting with you then. Have a wonderful week ahead. And we will talk soon.